you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Three by one to the right side. Looks that way. Throws that way. Caught. Nakua. Touchdown. Car. Time. Deep. Going deep and open and making the catch. Shaheed for the touchdown. He beats Witherspoon. Second and three. Again, again, touchdown. There it is. You heard it. The Los Angeles Rams left for dead before the season started are on the precipice of being a playoff team in the NFC after another win, 30-22 to over the Saints, a game in which Matthew Stafford continued uh, his dynamic play in the second half of the season, and we got another monster game from Puka Nukua. This team is dangerous, and they beat a Saints team that continues to fade. It's the Around the NFL Thursday night recap, and tonight's episode is presented by Uber Eats, where you can get almost, almost anything. Uber Eats is the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Get your orders in. Dan hands us here with Mark Sessler. And Mark, again, the Rams, uh, they're not a perfect team. Special teams, sneaky disaster. And I kind of think when their season ends, whatever it is, whether it's regular season or playoffs, will probably be some type of special teams gaffe that gets them. But there are so many other aspects of this team that are intriguing. And right now it's that offense with Stafford, Puka, Cup, Kyron Williams that really makes them dangerous no matter who they play. Yeah, I mean, it's two teams kind of going in a different direction. And the Rams, um, I think I just point to what a great coaching job Sean McVay has done at different segments of the season. Like the team they are today um, is completely different than the team they started the season with. And, you know, it's like people that weren't even on this roster a year ago. I mean, Kyron Williams um, really was a hammer down the stretch tonight. Uh, Puka Nakua is just like, he's a rookie, really? I mean, he's so productive in this passing game with Matthew Stafford playing the way that he is. Um, I mean, it's kind of like a crazy uh, box score to look at. They only completed, he only completed passes to four different guys. But they were each so critical. And like Demarcus Robinson, you know, having really one of the games of his life, six catches for 82 yards, anchored them in the first half. And I just, I think, you know, the defense, um, which is still outside of Aaron Donald, a lot of like newer faces and unknown players to the casual fan, um, they really like, they put the Saints into a tough spot out of the gate because Carr is blown up on the first two possessions on a third and fourth down sack. And I think those failed fourth down, fourth downs, Dan, for Carr and the Saints were really critical in this because they had a fourth and five pass right before the half, um, incomplete, and the Rams go right down, the, with inside of a minute, they go right down the field and score, make it 17 to seven when the Saints were hanging around, and another failed fourth down later. Um, they're 0 for three on fourth downs tonight, and on the season, they're 0 for seven on fourth downs with fourth and five or, or more to go. So. It's execution, it's coaching, it's weird decisions where the Rams to me are heating up and it's like, I don't care where they land in this wild card race, if they get there, they're going to be a strange and tough um, opponent to deal with. You know, if things stay where they are, 
and we don't want to get our heart ahead of ourselves, especially in this season where teams have been kind of playing rope-a-dope with us all year. Uh, there is a real scenario where the Rams are traveling to Detroit to face the Lions, and it's Matthew Stafford against the team that drafted him. And we like the Lions, but you cannot tell me the Rams would not have a very real chance to win that game. I actually look at the Rams, and I think they could hang with pretty much any team. Now, going to San Francisco in the NFC, okay, that, that might be a tall order. But they just – the way they play and the way they're coached, and, you know, we've been talking about it. You could – this is – not that this is the sexiest conversation – but when you talk about coach of the year, this is a really good coach of the year year. Uh, there's a lot of coaches you can make a case for and a credible case. But McVay is one of them, too. And he's, and the fact that their expectations around this team were so low entering the year and they're playing at such a high level and they have entering even even if things don't work out here, Mark, for this team uh, down the stretch and they have at Giants and at Niners to close, and we don't know what version of the Niners we get because we don't know if they'll need the game. Even if things didn't work out, this is a team that finally gets first-round pick back. They have a lot of cap space. All of a sudden, the Rams are looking dangerous, and but some of it, so much of it is predicated on Stafford, who, you know, he had so many big-time throws in this game. I, I love Stafford. I think we, we all do on ATN. Um, he has the, that sidearm motion uh, on a couple of those. He's just um, he's a wizard the way he throws the ball. And uh, I just think as long as he stays upright, they're going to continue to win games. So, you know, are they the Cinderella team? It feels like, it feels like Mark, if there is a Cinderella team uh, and I kind of like not to jinx them, but your Brownies is another exciting AFC wild card type team. Who's going to go crazy in the playoffs and shock people like the Rams? They, they can be that team. They just got to close out this regular season. Yeah, I think it's just stay healthy and, you know, Matthew Stafford, stay healthy. And I mean, they they outlined it on the show and we've been talking about it kind of um, from a more ethereal standpoint all season that Stafford just looks younger to us. It looks like he went back in a time machine. Um, and you, you're right. I mean, I thought on display tonight was that one sidearm throw to Demarcus Robinson and they missed a field goal on that drive, but it was just like, okay, not that many quarterbacks can make that throw. And to have like the wide receiver talent that he does right now, um, it, it's just, they feel like a team. They've scored 30 plus in four or five games. Um, I, I'm with you that McVay really fits the essence of what coach of the year is. Raheem Morris does as assistant coach of the year. I mean, because of these are, this was a roster that had, you know, 30, 30 plus young players, rookies and undrafted free agents that no one knew about. And like the fact that they've developed them this quickly, um, it's to me, it's sort of the opposite of what's happening with New Orleans that feels like their coach is a couple weeks away from hitting the exit door. And you can't just blame it on Carr. Like Carr, I thought in a lot of these games has had to come roaring back with um, a hot quarter, but there's too much um, imbalance on that roster because while the Rams are getting Kieran Williams, uh, you know, eating up the clock down the stretch and bringing so much balance and opening up the passing game because of what he can do on the ground, you're getting like the worst version of Alvin Kamara tonight, not 19 yards at 2.1 yards per carry. Uh, they were lost on the ground. They're running for 35 yards. And then you got Carr under duress early in the game when I thought it set the tone that they were forced to make tough decisions on third and fourth down and couldn't execute outside of a couple big deep throws. Um, the score in the end feels a little... Not fraudulent, but it's a little. It doesn't guide you to what this game oh, was really about, which was the absolutely. Rams just hammering them. 
Right. Absolutely fraudulent. I mean, forget about lipstick on a pig. This is this is mascara on the pig, some blush on the pig. Put a blonde wig on the pig. You're looking at the pig and you're saying, do I love this pig? Am I going to buy this pig a drink? Right. But then you like take another <laughs> step back and you kind of squint. You're like, no, that's an ugly. That is an ugly animal uh, because that this game was everything that tells you why the Saints cannot be taken seriously. They were non-competitive, could not run the football. You mentioned Kamara's struggles. They ran 16 for 35 yards in this game, 2.2 yards uh, per carry, non-competitive. The defense was just as bad. The Rams kind of were scoring at will uh, while the game was, before the game kind of got out of hand. Uh, I think there was, they had maybe one punt uh, late in the third quarter, Los Angeles. So uh, the, the the defense of New Orleans, which as I've said, I said earlier this week, has been very topsy-turvy this season. They've had big weeks. They've had shutout weeks, but they've also had plenty of weeks like this where I think they gave up close to 450 yards in this game. And you know, Mark, you know, I, I'm a by the by any metric I guess I'm a Derek Carr defender but this game I can even say like this is why Derek Carr drives people nuts because you want you want to point to him and say he stinks um and you want the smoking gun with the stats to back it up but he's the king of this like he did not play a good game yeah. here not what certainly not when it mattered but when they they pile up those 15 points in the fourth quarter on a, a drive block punt quick touchdown two point conversion all of a sudden, his stat line finishes 27 of 40, 319, eight yards per attempt and three touchdowns and one pick and a passer rating over 105. Like, that's super annoying. And and it is another reminder just not to judge a player based on stats because he is, even as a defender of Carr, he's a compiler. And and those, those last two drives um, really kind of made this game look a lot more competitive uh, than than it truly was, and you know, as someone, I oh, I locked this one up. By the way, nothing better. Whew, nothing got better. That is, out of the way. is there anything better than a Thursday night football lock? The no, whole you're, world's you're, your oyster. You're operating with house money for the rest of the the football weekend, so I I think that was a, a wise move on your part and well executed. Unlike the Saints and what they tried to do tonight. But you know, I've had a terrible lock year and. When they were, what was the score at one point? It was 30 to what, seven or whatever it was. Um, when, when they score the two quick touchdowns, the Saints, I'm saying if the Rams ever blow this game, I'm, I am not doing the podcast. It's a Mark monologue, uh, which might be, <laughs> might be interesting and preferable for some. But uh, they got the first down they needed, uh, the Rams, after that second Saints score, after, of course, Puka Nakua recovers the onside kick. Because, of course, Puka Nakua had to recover the onside kick. Because Puka Nakua, it's almost as if, Mark, as great as he's been, and he has gotten plenty of press. It's not like nobody knows what's going on with Puka Nakua. I think maybe a game like this brings into focus uh, that he's having a truly historically great rookie year. And this is, I believe, a, a fifth-round pick who finishes this game with nine catches for 164 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets, uh, making all sorts of tough catches, making DBs uh, look foolish. And they flashed up a stat that I thought really it was it put in perspective what he's been doing this year. In the time that you and I have been working for NFL media, I don't think anybody – has ever exploded on the scene like Odell Beckham. When he was a rookie with the Giants, a first-round pick in 2013, he gets he hurts his leg in training camp. It's a hamstring injury, and he's out the first four weeks. He joins the Giants and immediately is the best wide receiver in football. And tonight, Puka Nakua, 
And that included, you know, the one-handed catch against Dallas on Sunday Night Football. It was one of the great debuts in the history of the sport was Odell's rookie season. Nakua has now tied Odell Beckham for 140-plus yard games as a rookie. He's got four of them uh, already this season. So, you know, offensive rookie of the year is certainly, if you give it to him, I know C.J. Stroud's the favorite, although the injury clouds it. But Nakua's emergence has been just an incredibly important part of this Rams rise. Yeah, because I think you could have imagined a world where he was thriving, certainly statistically and looking like it as a player, when Cooper Cup was out. Um, but then Cup comes back and Puka Nakua fades to the background. And they found a way to keep them both so productive together. I mean, even tonight, um, you know, th there was the one throw, and it was one of the Matthew Stafford's few um, gaffes where he missed Puka Nakua wide open. It would have been another touchdown. Um, he had a large catch removed at the end of the game by a penalty. Um, in general, the Rams also missed a field goal. It's like they could have poured on more points, but like Puka Nakua came close to having them even more of a monster evening to add a cherry on top to what I would have no problem with it being offensive rookie of the year if we didn't see Stroud return again. If Stroud's lost for, you know, a big chunk of games, um, which is a possibility, then there's a real argument for it. And it's like, I think part of it is like, again, these are, it's not that it's narrative driven because he's just literally a great player. He doesn't look to me, it's like he and Odell Beckham are different players, but it's like he is, but I think for some reason to me, and tell me if you, if you agree, when I watch him on the field, he looks, he, and they keep saying he's 6'2 two and 200 plus. He doesn't look that he doesn't look big to me on the field. Um, but he but with each catch and catch and run and tackle shedding exploit, it's like he is his strength does show in the type of play that he plays. And I think he's such a perfect fit for the Rams offense. And it's like he's just getting better, and this whole offense is getting better. And I, I, I don't know. I'm looking at a team that like could easily have scored 40 points tonight if a few things went a little differently. You're right. Stafford missed Nakua on that one gimme touchdown, one of the only b truly bad throws Stafford had all night, or even the last like, six weeks. Stafford has been so good. Uh, this stat from uh, Big Funk behind the glass, Nakua sitting at 1,327 receiving yards after week 16 he only needs 147 in the final two games and now we play an extra game now so keep that in mind but 147 in the last two games to break the single season rookie receiving yards record which is 1473 is that odell does odell have the record well he missed four games so it's probably not odell uh, let us know who that is anquan bolden that's a good trivia question hmm. bolden had that monster rookie year uh with the cardinals once upon a time um anything else uh from this game jump out to you mark I mean, I don't, uh, I get on Greg for doing this kind of thing, so I'm not trying to um, mimic him here, but like is as unwatchable as like the Saints um, offense is for large stretches of time. Like they've got this like insane matchup with Tampa Bay coming and then they play Atlanta. It's like they can really, they can find a way to, if you want to talk about putting like lipstick on pigs and other animals, like that would be like the next level version of that, but they're still alive. Um, but the Rams, this they, they kept talking tonight about like how the percentages totally flipped on who won tonight, and the Rams just keep getting it done. They're gonna get the Giants, and then you're right, we'll see what kind of San Francisco Niners um, roster is operating in Week 18. But like I could see the, the Niners needing to play their starters based on what happens here over the next couple of yeah, days that, or weeks. The Christmas night game against the Ravens um, is so big in that realm. Uh, some more data on. Big Funk, let me know who has that receiving record. Um, 
The Rams have now won six of seven. The only game they lost in that stretch was an overtime loss to the Ravens. So this has been a legitimate rise for Los Angeles. They're up to a 78% chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN Analytics. Uh, and Stafford, since he came back from that thumb injury in week 11, the Rams have scored at least 28 points in five straight games. So not only is this a, a team on the rise with a really bright future and plenty of uh, assets and uh, money to get better in the offseason, um, Sean McVay has reestablished himself. You I mean, think where we were this time last year, Mark, where McVay, uh, as the season went, um, you know, if, as the regular season came to a close, there was this idea that he was going to walk away. He'd even told his assistants, hey, don't wait for me. Go look for other jobs. And then at some point he had some type of come to Jesus moment and decided to come back to L.A. And at that point, it, it, I wouldn't say that McVay's star had dimmed. Obviously, he had won the Super Bowl the previous year, but you kind of understood why maybe he was looking to take a break. He was a young guy. The Rams seemed like they were going into a down cycle, but this is just proof that in the NFL, you just got to hit on a couple draft picks as they have and hit on a couple personnel moves uh, as they have. Cooper cup was a mid round pick. Stafford was a savvy trade. Nakua a fifth round pick Kyron Williams. These guys were not expected to be stars. Uh, they've all kind of stepped up and uh, the defense and you're right. Um, you obviously have to give credit uh, to the D.C. on this because they have put together a defense that is competitive week after week that is very young and outside Donald and a couple other players inexperienced. So very good times for the Rams right now. Yep, and uh, we will just note that it was Bill Groman of the Houston Oilers that had that 1,473-yard rookie record in 1960. The Super Bowl-era version of that is Jamar Chase with 1,455. But... Um, Thank I you, like, I think sure exactly. Thank you. Randy. There was that, there was that, uh, feature that came out about McVeigh um, in the off season. And I, you know, it painted the picture of someone that is just classically so hard on themselves and like probably burns themselves out. And he, I think he thought he was walking around the building last season, burning everyone else, else out too. And I, I think this is such a different experience. And like, you know, it is like also like less needs, um, creation because they've kind of shifted the philosophy of who they are, because I think it's, we're back to the world of draft picks, back to the world of like drafting a lot of guys, drafting, un taking undrafted guys on the side, like forming the kind of Rams team that you want. And it's really different than chasing a top heavy um, selection of prizes to go win one Super Bowl, And then the whole thing could have crashed. Instead, we're here. Like there, we've read, the team has been redone. Um, it's happening quicker. I think the best, the, today's NFL rebuilds, it's inexcusable to say they should take four or five years. This is not 1993. Um, it should happen faster, quicker. And a team like the Seahawks did it a year ago. And I think the questions were like, could the Rams do it too? And here we are. And like, they're better than the Seahawks. Um, they're the kind of team that could probably knock off a surprising Lions team in the playoffs like you talked about. So it's like, it's kind of an interesting time to be a Rams fan. It's so different than where we were two years ago. Yeah. And you just, as you're making that, very good point, Mark. I think how, how have the Jets gone 13 straight years without stumbling into the playoffs once? But that tells right. you a lot. And I did mention Raheem Morris uh, and the Rams defense deserves credit too. We, we, we're focusing on the offense because that's the, the special part of this team. Uh, but Kobe Turner had a big fourth down so sack on Carr. He leads all NFL rookies with six and a half sacks this season. Uh, he moved ahead of Byron Young, his teammate, uh, who has six sacks. So you know, this isn't just Aaron Donald and, you know, everything is taped together. 
with spit and bubble gum. This is a team that's that's really figuring things out. And I mentioned uh, the last thing here. I mentioned the special teams is an issue for the Rams. Remember, they got that overtime loss. Their only loss in seven games is a punt return uh, for a touchdown. This, you know, we have the the kicker club. What's the opposite of a kicker club? I don't know. A kicker. Well, a ghetto, a kicker. I don't know. So, something bad. Like okay? a, like a. I don't know if you've ever been to like the um, the the bus bathroom, the bus terminal bathroom in at Cleveland. the Port Authority. Uh, Oh, in Cleveland. Yeah, or Port Authority. But Cleveland's just like you walk up into the men's room. I can't speak for the women's room, but like there's 18 stalls. None of them have doors on them. So it's like, I don't know what we're doing here, but like uh, it was sort of there a decrepit nightmare. And that's where you put these special. So the kicker uh, Cleveland uh, bus authority uh, location is <laughs> yeah. where Lucas uh, Haversick uh, belongs. He missed from 47 in the second quarter. The L.A. has now missed 11 field goals this season, the most since the 2015 Bucks, uh, according to ESPN. They also got a, a, a punt blocked in this game. So they got all sorts of problems on that end of the ball. They'll get that fixed in the offseason. But it, I think it's going to haunt them. I just got this feeling, Mark, that's what's going to get them. They're going to have a big, fun, competitive back-and-forth uh, playoff game because uh, I do think they're going to be a playoff team, and that will get them. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, big Funk uh, chimes in with Kicker Roadhouse. And that just makes me think of the Patrick Swayze movie, and I think that place right. was awesome, the Double Deuce. Yeah, the Roadhouse sounds that like place too up. much of a potential reward for these for these players. Did you see Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Oh, 1989. Yes, have I, yes. Kelly Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy with the big mustache from uh, Big Lebowski with the great voice? Oh, uh, oh gosh. I know uh, Sam. Sam, Sam, uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Sam yeah, Elliott's Sam Elliott. in that. Yep. What a film. Check out Roadhouse. It's an excellent film. Um, all right, let's take a break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. All right, welcome back to Around the NFL. This will be fun. So, time... For Who Will Deliver, presented by Uber Eats, where you can get almost, almost anything. So before tonight's game, um, we uh, sent some members of the ATN production team around SoFi Stadium. And we said, ask the fans who they thought would deliver in tonight's game. Here's uh, what some of them had to say. Well, we're hoping Derek Carr has a great game. The Saints bring it again for their fourth win in a row. This is a really important game for us. Both teams are 7-7, seven and seven and we need this. Rams are going to win. It's playoff, baby. Williams is going to go off for three touchdowns tonight. Two touchdowns, Williams. Two touchdowns, Puka. 
and my long shot is two touchdowns Higby. Poodle Rams. I think that uh, Kamara's going to go off, Olave's going to score a touchdown as well, and I think the score is going to be 21-17. It's going to be close. Stafford tonight I'm predicting, uh, you know what, a good at least 250, possibly three tugs. I'm going to give him about 15, 15 yards rushing tonight. You know what? Maybe possibly, possibly a close game, throwing a late rushing tug. Well, first of all, it's going to be a great victory, that's for sure, right? We're going to take it tonight, of course, right? And you know what? Stafford is going to put it down today. He is he's going to have three touchdowns, right? I cannot calculate how much yards, but it's going to be probably over 300 yards. And guess what? We're just going to end up going, man, we're going to go home victorious. That's all that matters, man. Make the damn playoffs. There we go. Wow, those fans are passionate. Don't tell me LA yeah. football fans don't get it. They were fired up for this game, and not all of them nailed their predictions, but uh, fun vibe at, uh, so far. Yeah, I tend to, I'd say overall, it seemed like the Rams fans, um, very optimistic and came relatively close in theory. The Saints fans, not so much. Their predictions didn't pan out um, on any level. But you know who uh, really delivered? Greggy. He took the kids to the game, took the wife to the game, saw Otani up close. The, that's great, by the way. Otani, Otani visits the Rams, and he's on the sideline, and he's sitting, you know, in the in the in a suite. They give him a jersey, and he's all over Twitter and everything. And it's like, Otani's been here. Otani was on the Angels for the past like five <laughs> years. Like they're the Los Angeles Angels, and that I mean, don't tell Rank because uh, I love Rank, but like that's a pretty like sad indictment of uh, where the Angels are within the the greater um, sphere of sports here in Los Angeles. Although they are, if you don't, if you know the area, the angels are like the orange County team. And it is the, it is a Dodgers town here in this area of the city uh, or state, I should say. But anyway, never mind that Greg took his kids to the game. He saw Otani, his wife probably, you know, was thinking about Greg or Otani. Where, what, where should I go? I don't know. We'll That's get back a tough to you on decision. That. Anyway, but he did give us a report from the game. Maybe he'll talk about Otani. Let's hear. All right, here at SoFi Stadium, Rams, Saints. I got to say, uh, Rams fans brought it tonight. They get a lot of grief, but they brought it. Shohei Otani brought it. We saw him on the sideline before the game. Matthew Stafford brought it. All the trick shots are fun to see in person. Like, the angles are crazy. Uh, Busta Rhymes brought it at halftime. That was good. Walker, uh, my family brought it. Walker, you got anything to say? Pukunakua rules. Okay, Pukunakua <laughs> rules. That's it uh, from SoFi. Good night at the game. Thank you from uh, the Rams making my, my kids happy. Am Bye. I on a podcast? <laughs> 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 All right, that was Who Will Deliver, presented by Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. We've talked about how Greg, and he tries to play it off, but he's been turning Walker, training Walker, to be a little, like a football robot, a, a twin. Um, so it is, I think, um, instructive. It, it tells us that that Walker's training is going on, that if he only says two words, uh, Puka Nakua, because that was the story, so and Walker Walker was just locked locked in on that. Walker cool rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. He's a, they're all the, they're a Rams family. Um, I would ask you this though, because I remember you know, when we were young, one of the reasons we got into this what we do is because of WFAN, and they had this incredible show on Sunday, where you know I was a Browns fan. It's like you're you're getting you're looking for any morsel of information pre-internet, right? And they'd take, they had like that six hour long show where they'd go to beat reporters at the stadiums 
um, for like three or four, for, you know, 30, 40 seconds each. You could barely hear them. But that Greg report had that essence and that feel where it's like this guy is trying to get his message across to us clearly with about 80,000 people behind him going absolutely bonkers with about six beers in the each. How about this idea? That's our show now. We Every week we send Greg to a stadium. You and I do 40, 50, 60, 70 minutes. Maybe we get okay. Colleen in the mix, get, yeah. you know, Shooky, Claybon, you know, typical ATN setup. Greg's still very much a part of the ATN universe, but now we're just sending them to different parts of the country to give us 90 second dispatches. And that's, it's an important part of the show. It's maybe a smaller part of the show, but equally important and, and gets us closer to the game, which I think makes the show better. And I think even Greg would agree, uh, whatever makes the show better is probably the way we should be doing this. Yeah, he'd have to agree. I mean, it's sort of our version of reimagining our operation as the Rams have done over the past 365 days. And I think it gets that, it ignites that natural reporter in Greg, even if it's only 40 to 50 seconds per episode, um, it would really bring him back to his roots. Good, good, good. So that's that's settled then. Uh, do you want to make the phone call? I feel like I'll you might want to make that phone call, yeah. Uh, no, it's, no it's, it's just to be informative. I'll let him know. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Um, this was the close of the triple header um, for around the NFL on Thursday. You could check out the week 16 preview, which uh, went up earlier today, wherever you get your podcast. You can check out NFL Plus, the Dreamatorium. Mark and I were going at it. Uh, and now you have this. Next time you hear from us, it will be Sunday and the flagship recap. Till then, heed the call, baby. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.